Hey, welcome to FQ, where we talk about faith, family, and friends. I'm Jacob. And I'm George. And welcome to this week's podcast. Hey guys, it is March 28th, 2023. I almost forgot it, George. I know, but it's spring now. So what does that mean? Spring is in the air. Spring. I'm so Spring. excited. So I'm not wearing any pants. That's right. We're wearing <laughs> shorts because our guest is a female. So we're wearing shorts. So this week we have Alyssa who is on the podcast. Uh, I found her on TikTok and uh, she has a bunch of good content. So if you don't know who she is, go follow her. She can say what it's at. Or her, the crusty Christian on Spotify. Yes. Oh, cool. And so she has a podcast also, which we are actually on right now. I'm, I think, if you're recording. Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah. So let's jump in. Uh, do you have so any let's. Questions? Um, oh, wait. how about we uh, open let's up? Let's pray prayer. first. All right. Yes. Oh. Yeah. You that's something. I mean, we always pray, but that's something new that we're starting with the podcast. I think that's so, phenomenal. At the beginning. Do you, you want me to pray, George? Sure. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, God, for this day. Thank you, God, for everybody that's here. Give us the words to speak and every direction you want us to go. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, Alyssa, where'd you grow up? Crusty Christian. Crusty. <laughs> First of all, Christian. I want to say, that I, I call myself a crusty Christian because I say, you know, because people of the world can be mean. And I say, I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. I can get down with the Lord, but I can get down in the parking lot if we got an issue. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I am actually from Oklahoma. I was born in Pennsylvania. And then when I was two, my mom yanked me down here and I've been here ever since. Um, I've lived in Florida, Oklahoma, California, Colorado, Pennsylvania, New York. She drug me all over the place. I went to just seven high schools alone, just high schools, seven high schools. Wow. And around the block. My dad used to say that. I've been around a block. And I'm like, it's because you're too drunk to remember. <laughs> so, so mostly on the East east Coast, though, right? Typically I mean, most. So I'm 34. And accumulatively, I have spent at least 28 of those years in Oklahoma. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. So if you've heard of OSU, Oklahoma State University, it's like a, one yeah. of the big universities in um, the U.S. Oh, because you went to Rama. You know all yeah. about that. That's right. That's right. The Bible no. college that you went to is just down the road from me. George, did yeah. you go to Rama? I did not, but I do have friends that live in Oklahoma, and I don't. You know what? I wonder if they have ties to Rama. They might, but I haven't. I've never asked them. I never thought to. But they. Uh, that's where they're. I think that's where they're originally from. I met them when we all lived in Illinois, uh, suburbs of Chicago. But they're back in Oklahoma now. So. Stuff out there. Yeah, it's (laughs) you know what I I have a love for Chicago. Um, it's just it's just not beautiful. I mean the the architecture is you know the man made things are beautiful. Like Michigan is beautiful, um, but we don't have like Utah. We're surrounded by mountains here. I am ten hours from the ocean. I can go see you know, I'm 10 hours from my parents in Montana. They live right by Glacier National Park. Um, yeah. And you have to go pretty far outside of the, the city. Like I, I grew up in the suburbs, but we were like, depending on traffic between 30 minutes and two and a half hours to the city. Um, <laughs> just depending on traffic and the day you went, time you yeah, went. Yeah, when I picture Chicago, but, your factories and smog and just buildings everywhere it, the it city of chicago is yes and the, the there are some cool parks that you're like oh you're just in a a cool park park but it's just it's just a park you know it's just it's not i don't know is it you're not hiking up a mountain you know <laughs> the tallest thing you're going up is stairs and in, in the uh in the, the sears apartment. tower <laughs> yeah we have one mountain here in Oklahoma, Mountain Scott, and I swear to you, if it was a foot shorter, it would just be a really large hill. 
I feel like I, it's a hill. Like people I, would always I, be like, it's a mountain. I'm like, in in New Mexico where I grew up, I was like, those are mountains. This is yeah. a, this is a nice hill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally. So I a couple times a year, I like to go to Mountain Scott and climb from base to top and back down. And I am not kidding to get from the bottom to the top and all the way back down less than three hours. So yeah, it's not mountain. Yeah, it's not, but it's a good workout. So yeah. yeah. So you you lived with your mom. Was she Christian? Had that like did you have siblings? I have two brothers. One of them, um, he has a different dad, uh, and he was custody was taken of him when I was little, little, so I never got to live with him. And then I grew up with my brother Michael in house. My mom, so I like to say that um, you don't know people by their words. You know people by the fruit of their behavior. And while my mom mm-hmm. had a Bible and she would show me her Bible, she her behavior, first and foremost, never told me that she believed um, or was a Christian. She is, and I know that, but it's not enough to say you are and to act upon that are two different ball games. Yeah. And so she would send me to church, but it was more of like a babysitter type situation. She's like, get out of the house, go. I don't ever remember her going with me. Um, my aunt, however, in California was the most spiritual Christian person I knew. And she would call me and we would pray. I think where I really started to believe in Jesus, I was about 12 years old. And every single day for about four or five months, I would have a dream about the same man coming to kill me. But I would always wake up before he killed me. And it got to where I would hallucinate when I was awake and see him when I was awake. When I looked at the door, I would see the door open and he's sitting on the porch staring at me. When I would look at the window, I would see him tearing through the screen to get to me while I was awake. And so I called my aunt on the phone and she's like, we're tossing this up to the Holy Spirit now. And we pray heavily (laughs) on the phone. And I have not seen that man since. That's awesome. Did you, did you know who, did you like? No. But see, I do see know the, also, the funny thing is, is your brain can't conjure faces. It can't. That's right. That's right. I just, mm-hmm. which I I'm like, I, I don't know. Nowhere. There's right. And that's how I kind of feel. Cause I, I just heard that the other day. Like you can't just make up faces, you, you know, or, and I'm like, blurry in your dream. I don't you know. Face. Yeah. Your brain. Can't it is kind of crazy. It is. So I had to have seen him somewhere, according to science. I had to have seen him somewhere. And my mom was like, can you draw him? I'm like, I am an 11-year-old kid. You're like, uh, Probably let not. me. Yeah. Let you know, me get and, the and forensic like, artist to draw him up for yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like and the, then it comes out like Dwight Schrute with a mustache. Six figures, <laughs> Dwight Schrute. I love right. Dwight. I, uh, I don't know, though. Like, because that's what scientists say that your brain can't do that and that you know and i not that i'm saying science isn't real i'm not saying that so don't get me wrong here but i think there is so much more to explore like they just figured out dna within within my lifetime (laughs) you know like so you're saying that the brain can't conjure that but I think God is so much bigger than that. And if he wants to show you somebody's face, yeah, he's going to show you somebody's face like this. You're going to meet this person and you'll see them in your dream or vision, whatever. I believe that can happen because yeah. I think God's bigger than our finite mind, Absolutely. you know, and bigger than what scientists have discovered. They're still exploring the brain. You well, know, I mean, brain's how, been around for a long time. <laughs> how much of our, our brain do we use? Is it like I've heard the whole 10% thing is a myth. Something? Yeah, I've heard the whole 10% of our brain capacity is a myth. I've heard that yeah. number actually lower. I thought it was like seven or something like that. I thought it was some low, like you don't use a huge percentage. And how do they, I mean, but I'm like, how, how do, do they you know even that? measure that? <laughs> right. How do you That's, even measure it? Well, my thing is, like, if we only use 10% and we don't know what the other 90% is, how can you say that it's 10%? Yeah, because you could be lying. And is that, (laughs) because you are using using 10% as, you know, like right now, I'm only using 10% of this part of my brain that is letting me be able to speak, you know, and ask questions and think of questions. But they're, you know, the rest of my brain is just 
I don't know. Yeah, Squirrel, right. Squirreling around somewhere. <laughs> Y'all don't want to talk to me today. I'm at a solid 3%. <laughs> you had a coffee, so you had a 3%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, I, I'm refueling, uh, refueling with uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, so it's good. <laughs> But this this guy eats and I I I always say this kid and I, and I say it lovingly but he's just, he's a fully grown man you. as you can see. <laughs> you are. Like I could jump on your back and ride you around for a while like you Probably. were a pony. <laughs> I think you're only as young as it feels. True story. <laughs> well, we me and him made a on a side note before he gets into that. We made a TikTok and I go like this to put my arm like, hey, me and George are doing something. And all of a sudden I'm like, Are you that short? Like, I, like, I never noticed that before. It's like I was like, me and him have hung out tons of times, but I feel like it's usually like I don't know, usually we're sitting, and so I just don't really pay attention to it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Am I that much taller than you? I'm taller on the inside and it shows. Yeah. <laughs> and it shows. But yeah, I'm I'm not a giant. I'm like uh I'm Mark Wahlberg size. Yeah. That's true. But what were you saying? Like I I I have been eating on our podcast since like not the first episodes. The first few I didn't because our microphones, if you move something, you'd hear it, it'd be like <laughs> and you're like, oh gosh, dang it. And like, even when we'd move our seats, it'd be like, <laughs> and you're like, mm, right. no, dang it. But Don't yeah. move. Just sit real still. <laughs> Don't we anybody used, move. We used to do it in a library at, uh, did you just say library yeah don't you don't did. hate me i don't know how to say that word and so the Li the, book, the book place library laboratory library huh you say crown do you say crown no or crayon crayola well first of all they're crayons but yes. crayons they're correct c-r-a-y-o-n-s crayons crayons is that how you said that okay well, ground is ground, so I get. I, don't... I can't say metabolism. Metabolism. Yes, that's not right at all. Say metabolism. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I get here, here. I get. I, people look at me and my wife, and they're like, "What are you saying?" I'm like, "What do you mean? What am I saying? You're saying it wrong." Like. <laughs> I was like, did I, I know what I just said? And we're looking at each other. Like if we go through a drive-thru or whatever and order something or even a restaurant, and then they just kind of look at us and I'm like, I know that I, I know what I said. And why are they looking at me? Like I just spoke a foreign language to them. Like I can understand you. You should be able to understand me, but uh, you know. Okay. I'm going to go back to my roots of new mexico because we have a lot of people there that don't speak a lot of english in some spots and so uh me and my best friend were in a his car and we're ordering food at mcdonald's and um he's like hey man can i get a, a spicy chicken sandwich a large coke and a large fry and uh senor i don't know what you say and he's like uh a large coke and a large fry and a spicy chicken sandwich oh okay spicy chicken yeah i got you and he's like what size drink and he goes a large coke and a large fry and he goes what and he goes a large coke and a large fry and he goes oh large okay i got you did you really have to it's, say large and like it's true though like if you can like i i don't know one of my most fun experiences was being in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We went to a um, an amusement park and there was people standing in front of us and the lady just bought her kid this big bag of popcorn and the lady running the ride said, you can't have that on here. And she's like, well, why not? Uh, excuse me, madam, you cannot have that on here. It's against the policy. She's like, I don't understand you. And then this lady who's from France is going, well, I don't understand you. And I'm standing there going, oh, my gosh, I understand both of them. And now I have to translate <laughs> English to, to English. 
<laughs> no, I'm just translating English to English, but in different accents. So I'm like, you know what? My kids are in trouble right now. They're not going on this ride. They'll hold your popcorn. You go on the ride with your kid. I'll go on the ride with my other kid and it'll be all good. You know? Yeah. And, and she's like, will that work? I'm like, I don't see why not. And then she asked the lady, you know, can you do that? And she's like, uh, I guess so. I'm like, all right, win-win. You guys get to go on the ride and keep your popcorn and you can stop fighting and we'll get to go around the ride too. <laughs> like, I was talking to this Italian guy once and I couldn't, I couldn't, he couldn't understand me. And I couldn't, so I just started speaking my English, but going like this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so you're, you're throwing angry. fingers at him. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Me, Mario, is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the northern states, they're like, hey, do you want a Coke? And you're like, yeah, I'll take one. And they're like, cool, what kind? And I'm like, um, no, that's southern. That, that's, 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 that's that's actually in New Mexico. That was the golden ticket. Uh, you'd be like, hey, would you, they actually have a video. It's it's a cuss word that starts with S and ends with T that Albuquerqueans say in New Mexico. And so it literally is that way. Like, she'll be like, do you want a Coke? You want a Coke? And she's holding a Mountain Dew. Do you want a Coke? It's a Pepsi. Or do you want a Coke? It's a Dr. Pepper. You want a Dr. Coke Pepper. or a Coke? Yeah. <laughs> so that's how they did it there. And, like, the funniest thing is, like, the things she said were spot on. Like, I've heard so many times, like, they're like, hey, don't forget your bag. And you're like, bag? Bag? Your bag? Don't forget your bag. <laughs> I have a yep. friend from up north and he doesn't pronounce his R's. He's container, the department, the department store. It's five dollars. You gotta you gotta clarify where from up north though. Because right. like okay, so that's, that's eastern, like you know, that's east coast. That so that's but up north to me coming from Chicago, that's Wisconsin, Minnesota, and they're like, hey, don't you know? You know, yeah, hey there, you know we're going to go out and get our deer for the season. Did you get your buck yet? I got my buck. Did you get your buck? You know, it's, did you get your Zamboni? So, so up North, <laughs> yeah, up did you North drive your Zamboni on the ice and clear it. So it's funny that when you say up North, you're talking like Rhode Island. When I say up North, I'm talking Michigan. Wisconsin and Michigan and, you know, Minnesota. And it's, She's like, don't you know, Stuart? And I'm like, oh, right. don't you know, Bobby? Oh, Bobby. Hey, wait, so I, I have we a gotta question. get back to her. Yeah. Though. <laughs> Rabbit trails. So uh, one question is, I think you mentioned it. Did you say you speak four languages? I do. I speak four languages. Yeah. What languages do you speak? Uh, je parle français un peu. I speak a little French. Um, I can speak a little Arabic. I like to talk in Arabic. Um, oh, wow, and I cool. can also uh, talk in Mable Espanol, poquito. Oh, okay. and English. Yeah. Now, it's not, they're not like, I can't just like bust out and talk like I've been knowing it my whole life. But if you need a translator for like basic communication, like um, in any of these languages, I can tell you about my hobbies. I can tell you where I live, what my kids look like. Um, how I dress, where I live, characteristics about myself, but I can't just like full on like if someone that speaks fluent Arabic came blasted at me. I like just give me one second. <laughs> Where's my chest? <laughs> that yeah. makes sense. And I can read Arabic all day long. That's my favorite because it's characters. It's yeah. not letters. And it honestly, after learning the Arabic language, it makes so much more sense than the way English and every other language is structured. Hmm. So I can read Arabic all day long. I may not know exactly what every word is due to translation, but I know most of them and I can read it all day long. But hmm. yeah, I can speak some yeah, I, I took Latin in high school. So any of the romance languages, I can't speak them, but there are things that I can understand better. Like I was in Romania and their language is Romanista, which is, it's also Latin based. And I was able to catch on to things that they were saying. I have family in France. I can catch on to that. So anything that's kind of Latin based and some Spanish, I can, 
Like it can catch certain things because yeah. well, that's the base. Most languages derive from Latin, so yeah, that's handy. Most languages derive from Latin. We were in Austria. I was lost. <laughs> Germanic language. I'm like, I, I'm like, nope. And we we had a layover from Romania in Austria, and people are looking at me like, well, you should be able to know. This. I'm like, nope. It's completely different. I know nothing. <laughs> of austria that's where marie antoinette is and i know anything that's one of my secret obsessions i know anything and everything oh. there is about that whoa man <laughs> cool I said that, but so yeah. you you said you got saved when you were 12 is that when you... that's when i was baptized the first time and i oh. think i more did it because i was consistently to church i was best friends with the pastor's daughter and they were just like oh it's something you do and i'm like okay well then i'll do it and oh, i did okay. it but I didn't really know what it meant. I didn't understand the significance. So I don't want to say that I was, I'm not to say I was born again, because I've really honestly always had a heart. So I firmly believe that good cannot transpire from you if you do not have God within you, because we are not, nothing about us is good. Only God is good and how he works through us, to us, by us, for us. And so I've yeah, always had yeah. a heart for God's people. I have always, always, always been a lover. And I've never just been a gossiper, someone that hates people. So maybe I was, you know, washed with that came out of me at that young age. But I like to think my proper baptism took place when I was 24. 24. Oh, okay. And so how, how did, how, I guess, what's the gap from 12 to now kind of thing? Like, Wait, can I story? just Go ask ahead. a quick, like, qualifying question? Yeah. So not everybody understands baptism. So you saying that at... 12 you got baptized but you really didn't know what it meant at the time now so you know they said it's just something that you do okay that's not a great explanation but what does it mean to you now to me now um i think that first and foremost that is you saying i am taking up my cross no matter how hard life gets, I'm going to speak this, love Jesus, exude Jesus, and walk in the divine path of love he has laid down for us. And I think second motion is an outward expression of me saying, this is me, I'm here, I live for God, I live for Christ, and I will not hide it. I am very flamboyant about my faith. I put it out there, I have no problem talking to anybody and everybody about my homeboy JC. <laughs> <laughs> so um that's what it means now i'm so i've heard a lot of people say oh it's not just an outward expression of faith that you shouldn't say that that's sinful and i don't i think partnered with that i don't think it's only an outward expression of faith um but i do think that there's something very important about coming out of hiding and saying i am here i am for jesus christ and i really don't care who knows it there's something so powerful and liberating behind that and i do think that that is one of the main things about baptism but it's mainly typically about I am reborn. I am this new person in Christ. He is within me. And I will let that spirit flow out of me into the world and the people I encounter. And I, I would, I would agree with that. There is a, there is a shift. Like I got baptized, I don't know, twice too. Um, and the first time was family was doing it. And I, I knew the Lord. I, you know, I accepted that Jesus was my savior but I wasn't really like, I wasn't really making that outward expression. I wasn't doing that saying, Hey, this is, this is what it's all about. Hey, you, you know, so I did get, cross. what was that? You hadn't yet taken up your cross. Right. Yeah. I, I wasn't, you were just yeah, a I didn't, wet sinner. I was just a wet sinner. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, but I would say like, okay, was I saved at the time? I, I think so, but I did some denying of Christ after that, you know, I did have some Peter years, you know, definitely. Um, and that's why I did get baptized again to, to, uh, to make that outward expression of faith. And there was a shift there and the ship was in, within my heart. The water had nothing to do with it really other than being, that expression of my faith, that this is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm being buried with Christ. I'm alive again. I, I 
feel that that's what baptism is and it's more for us than it is about the water yeah you know or about just a, a religious ritual it's it's something more when you have that connection and know that this is more about you and your relationship with god than anything else that's what makes the difference absolutely i agree yeah nailed it and so, so those years in between <laughs> the, the gap years so, so you went you you graduated high school and then where'd you go from there um so or did you graduate high school i, I shouldn't have just assumed did. i'm actually one of the few in my family to graduate high school i think maybe um three people overall have in family have graduated high school i'm one of the three wow. and i just kind of went on to live my life um because again you are who you put yourself around i believe that wholeheartedly yeah. and i was never put aside from going to church on sunday morning i was never put around a group of people that truly strongly believed and tried to guide you tried to guide me divinely you know and so i just kind of i did i went into this party stage i was drinking all the time and then i got pregnant with my daughter and I had to quit drinking. And that's when I really decided, first of all, to be a better, like, I can't let my kid fall on my path. I have to change my life. And so I really started working on my mental capacity there. Fast forward to when I'm 20, I want to say I was 25. I was working at Walmart and I was working in dairy stocking eggs. And there was a guy that would come and stock the chips just down the way. Um, always just harassing me. You got to come to my church. You got to come to my church. I'm the pastor of a church. You got to come. You got to come. You got to come. And I'm like, eh, well, whatever. And then one day, six months later, I woke up on a Sunday, good mood, plenty of time to get ready and go. And I, I was like, fine, I'll go. And I went to his church. And I'm, that is whenever my serious journey with Christ really, truly began when I was about 23, 24. And that was also the church I was baptized at. And that's when it started for me. Nice. Yeah. Can I can I backtrack here a little yeah. bit with you? No, you're not allowed. Because to. before we, I'm doing it anyway. Um, <laughs> this trailer doesn't before back. We, <laughs> beep beep beep. Um, before we started, you said something that I think is foundational to your story, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but you said you were in a class, and you thought the teacher was talking to you but they were talking to someone behind you and they said, I met your father the other day. And your thought was, that's interesting. I haven't ever met my father. So how did that, how did that look? How did that like, that you know, it was, so it was life. you, your mom and your brother, and then another brother that wasn't part of your life. You know, that's that for some people that can be a crazy path to go down. Um, before, you know, from that 12 to say 24 year old you. So bring us through that a little bit. What was that kind of like? I think that upon having my own kids and realizing father is such a crucial role, especially in a daughter's life, because he is the foundation of, hey, this is how you will be treated by a man. And I never had that. Um, my mom and my dad split when I was, uh, I think about two, they were never married. And my mom moved to Oklahoma and I just kind of, I never had a stable father figure. I should have these boyfriends and they would try to be my dad. And of course, over time and resentment, I had this, you're not my freaking dad attitude. Um, mm -hmm. But I never grew up really. She did have a boyfriend in the house consistently for about nine years. And he physically, verbally, uh, emotionally, and sexually abused me for about eight years. And so that really, obviously, it was hard. It was hard and it is awful, but... I think that God puts us where we are because we have your life is not about you at all. In fact, it's about how many lives you can touch. And I'm grateful for what I went through because I was able to mentally handle it versus someone who would have, you know, taken their own life. But I was completely raised without a dad. Um, she told me my brother's dad, my real father, because we had the same last name and she didn't want us to get bullied at school. But then when I was, I, I want to say I was 15, I found this picture of her and me sitting on this man's lap. And I that's my dad. Don't lie. Like, no lies. That's my dad. In it. And she's like, yeah, it is. So I got on People Finder back when AOL was a big thing and you had to listen to dial up. <laughs> and I found my real dad in Pennsylvania. And I met him when I was 16. 
And I went to live with him for a year to get to know him. But his wife didn't like me because I was a tomboy. And so I had to go live with his sister. I just kind of found out that my dad was a compulsive liar. And I didn't like who he mm. was. So I didn't stick around. And I, I'm being honest. I probably should operate in forgiveness. I just, and it's not that I haven't forgiven him. I just kind of, he doesn't care to be a part of my life. And so I'm not going to push something. It's not a one-way street, you know? Yeah. Right, know. right. No, that makes sense. Yeah. And so I don't, and especially if you're going to lie to me, like, just don't lie to me. Because I'll question everything you've ever said. You killed somebody, man, just talk to me. We'll work it out. Don't lie about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I had a relationship with him, and it has wreaked havoc. And so I definitely understand the importance. I don't know if I'm answering your question here, but it has yeah. had no, you are. a detrimental effect on who I am. And I think that I wouldn't be who I am today. And I love who I am today. If it weren't for all the trials that included that I went through. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I, I like where you said that you, it's not that you haven't forgiven your father, but he doesn't, you have forgiven him, which I think that's has more to forgiveness has more to do with us sometimes than it does the other person, especially if they're not repentant, you know, or want to reconcile any kind of relationship, you know, and, and going through what you went to went through with, um, I guess it wasn't really a stepdad. The man know, that was but, supposed to be the father role model. Yeah. Uh, like that, um, Jacob and I are both, we, we both have daughters, you know, and, uh, for us, I, I know Jacob as well as for myself as we would um, not just die for them, but we would kill for them. Yeah, of course. of course. I've also through everything and everyone I've met in my life and all the time I've been um, hurt and I did. I think that my mom did the best she could with what she could. You can't you don't know to teach something if you weren't taught yourself. Yeah. And yeah. my parents were some rugged people. And so I don't think that they taught her a lot. They didn't equip her a lot. So she couldn't properly equip me with the things that I needed to know. And so through her, through him that abused me and through other people that have hurt me, I have just, and I believe this with my heart, when people do me wrong, I'm not even mad. I really don't care. I do, it doesn't bother me because happy people don't hurt people. And I teach this to my kids. Hurt people are the ones that hurt people. And so if someone has been ugly and snappy with you, you need to love them harder because they need it. They need yeah. it. It's the people that deserve our love the least that need it the most. Yeah. Well, even even speaking to that, like you, like you can see where God was in your life throughout that, which is kind of a cool thing that not a lot of people see where they go, hey, God was in this. Even in my worst moments, he was still there. And so um, that's really awesome that you can see that. And then just thinking about that is that also for you listeners that if you don't have a father figure in your life or a mother in your life that god will take that place but you gotta let him in and so if you're listening and going well i don't have a dad and i don't need one you do or i don't have a mom i don't need one you do but it doesn't necessarily need to be this person or that person sometimes it's just gotta be god and god will lead people that maybe not even family, maybe not even dating your mom or your dad or whoever, who will be that spiritual person in your life. And yep. so, um, and I don't know if this can kind of speak to your situation, but it does cause a little bit of that rift of, hey, I need to seek validation from some people. And that's probably something that's hard to do and deal with when you're like, hey, these people aren't in my life. Like mm -hmm. George is... George has a stepdad, but he's really his dad. Like, he, yeah, I've never considered him my step. Call it a step up dad. <laughs> I've never, well, I've never considered him my stepdad because he was just my dad. You know, he's yeah. the one that raised me, taught me how to ride a bike, you know, like, and, you know, my, my siblings that, you know, are with my mom and my dad that aren't, aren't, you know, they're, people would call them half. I never considered them that. And my dad never made me feel less than, you know, I was always his son, 
you know that and like it's so funny like my mom and dad were at a church thing and they were talking about adoption and um they said does anyone have any adopted kids in here and you know he's just sitting there and my mom nudged him and said you do you know and he's like who are you, what are you talking about i didn't adopt any kids and she <laughs> you know she was like you know george and kyle you know my my sister like and he was you like my oh children? <laughs> yeah he was like oh i i guess so but he never like to me that just says so much and, and jacob you said something i think is very important when if you don't have a, a father figure or a mother figure in your life and um god can be that for you but you have to let him yeah and and that's the important thing is that you have to let them because some people that have a father wound or a mother wound look at God like that and have a hard time having a relationship with God as father or letting him be a, a comforter like a mother. Um, they, they have a hard time seeing that because their own father or mother may not have loved them like god does and you know and it makes that kind of hard for some people to accept that and and that's that's the the need is you need to accept that and it is probably going to be hard at first you know um you develop this i don't need anyone but me i've been the only one taking care of this whole time you know you develop this i don't need anybody but me mind frame and it it does spill into how you feel about the creation as well mm -hmm. yeah yep um but you are a mom <laughs> so how many how many kids do you have do you just have two. Mm -hmm. okay two. girls boys girls and boys my oldest her name is Averica. she's a girl well, obviously <laughs> and then and then i have striker he's nine Averica's 10 striker's nine cool yeah that's cool I love so are are you a single mom i mm -hmm. mean i i don't Mm -hmm. and okay so i hate i recently tried to stop saying that because am i raising these kids worldly alone i am i'm not a single mom though um god guides me every single day and i know he speaks to my kids hearts like all the time my son he'll just be like oh, i think i'm sick no in the name of jesus i'm not sick and i'm like that's right boy that's right you know <laughs> so i don't like to say that i'm a single mom i know that god's hands are on our lives i am not a single mom but as far as humans on this earth go i am raising them alone and my friends dabble their hands into my kids lives where they can yeah and cool and for what we were talking about i all i can think of was luke 11 i can i didn't know the verse so i had to look it up but luke 11 11 says what father among you if uh yeah what father among you if his son asks for a fish will instead of a fish give him a serpent or if he asks for an egg will give him a scorpion if you that. then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy spirit to those who ask him? And I, and I think that's something that like what, what George said of uh, like, we think, Oh, my mom was like this. My dad was like this. That's how God is. But he's, he's polar opposite. Like parents who are good parents try to give good gifts. Like I think all of us here can go, Hey, when my kids, wanted Fortnite bucks we try to get them Fortnite bucks or whatever roadblocks or whatever or just like hey they want baseball softball whatever like hey we're right. gonna try to provide that for them but how much more will god give to you that you you need to be aware of that he'll he'll do more and be more for you than any any of us as parents can be to our kids that's true and it reminded me also of that verse that talks about um, what's it called? Uh, where, oh man, brain fart. Goodbye, thought. See you later. It flew away. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I did that the other day. I was like, you used your line. Goodbye, thought. <laughs> I do that um, like it's a balloon and just flew away. Darn it. I forgot it. <laughs> I, I, think women are so important and inter 
integral. Not that I don't think men are. I do think men are, and I think fathers are, and I think fathers should step up. And I have met a few, a, just a very few single dads that are great dads and they're raising up their kids, you know, and you don't see that a lot, but they are out there and, you know, it's a struggle. And I, and I see so many more, I've seen so many more single moms that they're trying to juggle work and getting their kids off to school and all that. And they, and then they do that. And then there's just some guys that just, I, for lack of a better term, I call them baby droppers. You know, they got kids out there that you never see and makes me want to punch them in the face <laughs> because, you know, because like, true, if, it's true. if you're, if you can get a woman pregnant, yeah, whether you get married to her or not, you should step up for that kid. Yep. You know, and, and, and some people say, oh, moms don't leave. Well, they do, you know, it, it does happen. And then there's those single dads that step up and they're raising their kids on their own. But yeah. it's it is not easy. I I'm definitely not envious of that. Like I think of my my sister who's a um, she's a military mom. So sometimes she's a single mom, you know. And it's just it's I couldn't do it. I wouldn't want to do it. I am so glad that I have my wife. I know Jacob is so glad that he has his wife because. There's been times when my wife's been out of town. And so I'm taking care of the You're kids. You're like, please come home. Please don't ever leave again. <laughs> I am. And, I, and, and I'm, you know, I'm a good dad and I can take care of my kids. It's not that. I'm not one of those dads that goes, I got to babysit. Not babysitting. Those are your kids. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just home with your kids. That's, what do you mean? <laughs> but I, I, uh, so there's that, but I don't like it. You know, it's like, okay, we're going to have some good times here, but it's not, it can't, this can't be consistent. And I, and I don't like it. You know, it's the, it runs more smoothly when both of us are here. And I know my wife would say the same thing when I'm on the road, cause I'm a truck driver now. So there's, you know, sometimes I'm gone for a week, you know, and she's juggling everything and it's just, you know, I just, I, I so appreciate women and single moms. And if any of you know a single mom out there, you can do something to help out. Pat her on it. the back. Buy her some flowers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know? One hard part about single, all the hard stuff aside, like, um, he is very absent. Their father is. But unfortunately, he has the money to take me to court. If I try to do anything about it, I don't. Um, and so I have to give him what he asked for for now. And he tries to make his appearance once or twice a month and then make demands of me. Well, anyways, that's a whole nother thing. The hardest part that I think no one talks about is, yes, I do. It is me every single day. Like, I don't get a break. I work a full-time job. I was also a student full-time until last semester. And then I'm also a full-time mom. But the hard parts that no one talks about is because he's so absent. And my kids, they ask, like, why doesn't he come around? why you know what's wrong with me that dad doesn't want to see us often and just like there is nothing wrong with you absolutely that's the hardest part is yeah. teaching your kids like there is nothing wrong with you if someone's mistreating you it's because of who they are it has nothing to do with who you are and i also might i don't have anyone here to set an example for how a man treats a woman and my son just, I'm trying to teach him, oh, we're ladies. You open the door. You treat us with kindness. You don't hit girls. And it's like, we just, we don't have a good example. And my daughter doesn't have a good example for how a woman should be treated. The, a couple mm. weeks back, there was a daddy-daughter dance, and I managed to convince him to take our daughter. It was dark when he got here. And he thought that he would sit outside in his car and honk his horn, just send her out. And he's oh. honking the horn. Oh my gosh. I told her, well, I'll step foot outside that door. I called him and I said, she's not coming if you're not going to come get her. Oh, listen, this is just ridiculous. Send her down. Absolutely not. Would you ever allow your daughter to be honked at and send her down? No, no I would my come daughter... out in a dress and it would be on. 
<laughs> hey, buddy, I, you uh, take me to the dance? Because you just honked. Is, I'm just fussing. Oh, listen, it's just really not that big of a deal. The example you're setting for what a man looks like is not a big deal. That's not a big deal. And that's one No, thing it's absolutely a big deal. It is. Yeah. I don't mind doing everything by myself. I've been doing it by myself for 10, almost 11 years. I don't mind that. But you will. If you're going to be in my kid's life, you will set a good example or you won't set an example at all. Yeah. And, and to, to dads out there that you're in your kid's life, whether you're married to their mom or not, but you're in your kid's life, you need to do things for, you know, don't speak bad about your, don't, if, if you're not married, or even if you are married, don't speak bad about your, your spouse or their mother to your children. And, you know, my, my wife grew up with a single mom. And she said the greatest thing that her dad did for her is not, or her mom, sorry, her mom did for her is not talk crap about her dad. And, and, and she would have had every right to, you know, but she didn't. And that was, that was huge for, for my wife to know that. It's hard not to at times. It's hard not to. (laughs) Right. It it is hard not to. It is hard not to, but they're going to, but your kids are going to be able to see that on their own and make their own decisions without you saying anything. It's already getting to where whenever he his weekends, they don't want to go. Well, why don't they want to go? Because they don't, they say that you, my daughter, word for word, a couple of years ago, she told him, I don't want to go to your house. She said, first of all, you don't ever cook for us. You sleep all day. You're lazy and you don't treat us like you're our dad. You treat us like you're our babysitter. And he was like, well, that sounds like it's staged. She spoke from her own heart. Like I didn't put words in her head. She spoke from her own heart. And kids are smart. Kids pick up on those things, especially, and I think almost more so when they have a single parent, because Mm -hmm. at some point they just have to be more resilient. They, see they just have, you know, they just have to get home from work and school. I have to start dinner and then it's time to start cleaning up. And then it's time to, and after they go to bed, they see me sit up doing homework for another few hours. They know that your kids mm-hmm. pay attention. If y'all, for y'all listeners, your kids pay attention to so much more than you think they do. Or yes, sure. they do. And they don't follow your rules. They follow your example. So make sure you're setting a clean you know, Christ given example for sure. Yeah. Best advice as a parent. Truth. And to don't use pampers, use huggies. That's also true. Love pampers. Yeah. Pampers. <laughs> pampers, like, mm-hmm. like all my kids would poop through it. Like, those are the Bust worst. Bust out the back every time. No one told me about this. <laughs> the blowouts. You're like, oh, uh, man. No. Okay. Those are the I, worst. You said huggies, but we always use loves. And like loves we were sent home with Pampers, that's okay, but we George, always use Loves. <laughs> but those were those were the best diapers, and that's what, and I remember my parents even using them, you know, um, for my younger siblings. And I was like, you know, the I know they're the cheapest, and they're you know they they work good. So that's George, what we would like. Loves did a commercial though. Did you say your parents use that? My parents used loves for my younger siblings. Oh, I thought you were saying for you. I was like, nah, man, those were no. like those were like cloths because of how old you are. I was just kidding. No. <laughs> I just gave you crap. I don't think you gave like, me crap earlier. Just saying. George, do you I, have an well, what was that? I said, do you have an autographed Bible? I do. <gasps> it's autographed by Moses. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a crap my most. All right, everybody was, just so but it was what? I, I love George. George is like my brother. So me giving him a little raz here and there is completely fine because he gives me garbage about me eating on here all the time. So you it eat is on cool. here all the time. It's true. I, I can't help it. That one day I had the Funny. sourest octopuses that I've ever had in my life. And they were just so- Funny. Oh my god! I had so much candy that night. I don't know why. <laughs> Just did. Um. Oh, but anyway, the loves. They did a commercial that was first child, and it was Pampers or whatever. And you know, and the and the mom's in a restaurant, like breastfeeding, and everything's all covered up. And then 
second child using love's diapers and then the waiter comes to the table she's just breastfeeding her kid there it goes my eyes are up here <laughs> i was like that is the best commercial that is. <laughs> i just I, I really do feel that way because when you when you have kids like the second one you are so more so much more open to being like it's true. Ah, you know she fell it's fine like it's okay yeah. like your first one like I don't feel like me and Joe were one of those weird parents that like oh my gosh our kid uh, most of the time I'm like somebody be like you want to hold them I'm like sure <laughs> I was like whatever <laughs> but you do have those parents that are like my baby my baby and then the second one they're like just put some dirt in it. It's fine. You'll be good. Yeah, for sure. I yeah, like I, and I think that, you know, well, for me having younger siblings, I was kind of more like that with, you know, I was a little, probably a little more risky, but I really, I'll have to say this. We, we know that the Lord told us with our kids, be careful whose hands you put them in. Yeah. And I, and I would say that to anyone. Yeah. You know, with your children, just be careful whose hands you're putting them in. Yeah. You know, They're, and that's kind of no matter how old they get, you know, check things out. Like when they go to their friend's house, meet the parents. A hundred percent. I get upset and they don't understand. Can I go to her house? I'm so sorry, honey, but I haven't been in their house. I don't know their rules. I haven't seen their lifestyle. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I have made our kids mad because I'll say no. I'm like, I don't know them. Like if I yeah, I do that all the time. And they're like, "What?" And I'm like, "I do not know them. I do not know what they're about. I don't." Is it like because she wanted to spend the night at, like, um, Lana wanted to spend the night at, uh, at her friend's house. I had so many questions, and like, it took like a good month before she ever got to spend the night there. And it's it was her mom who we played softball with, and we met her and had dinner with her and had all these conversations. And I was like, I was like, so where's, I, I asked Jill, like, where's her dad at and all this. And he's like a, a pilot or something. And so I was like, is he in town? Cause I've never met him. If he's in town, she ain't spend the night. Cause I don't know him. And so they're like, no, it's just her mom and her. Cause that's all that lives there when dad, especially cause the dad's pretty much out of town 90% of the time. And so I was like, I am fine with that. That's fine. Like, but like we had to meet them. And if you as a parent are feeling bad because you're like, Hey, I'm going to say no, don't most of the time I'll go. If their parents are willing to send them here, send them here. Like we'll do spend a night, spend the night or them hang out here and I'll get to know them and that's fine. But I'd rather be safe than sorry. Yeah. And my kids don't understand. My kids are always like, but mom, he's so nice. I'm like, if a kidnapper is going to kidnap a kid, do you think he's going to run up with shields and guns to you? No, 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 no. He's going to want you to think that you're going to candy and puppies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's going to be like, my daughter, I'm not worried about her. You could offer her the world. And she's like, "Uh, I got to ask my mom first. My son, all you got to say is, do you want to see? You don't even need to finish your sentence. You want to see? Yes. Take me. Now, your van, I'll get in right now. (laughs) I get so My mom is. My mom would tell me, she's like, you're just too friendly. You talk to everyone. She, her fear was that I was going to be kidnapped. Yeah. And I like, I always kind of kept my head on a swivel. Like, yeah, I could give some people the benefit of the doubt, but like there were instances where I was like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't right. And, you know, get myself out of the situation. And I, and I believe, you know, just God's had his hand on me and, I've been in a lot of stupid situations where I was like, Hey, I'm still alive. I'm, I made it to 50. So, you know, <laughs> I do, I do less dumb things, but, <laughs> but if I didn't talk to strangers, I would have never met Jacob. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, I think we're kind of at a good point to, wrap up but I, unless you I have, have any more questions qu- Alyssa, too go ahead no. george I, I i had a question but now i can't remember what it was so i don't know if you listened <laughs> to our podcast Alyssa, but if you did listen to it and didn't go all the way to the end at the end we always ask our guests to pray us out of the podcast to pray us out of the podcast who's yeah who's- 
you. Me, you want me to publicly pray in front of you? Yeah. All right. No. I'll do it. We just we just want you to publicly pray to you know. I'll pray us out of here. To God. You guys have any more questions? You know, if you would have said no, if you would have said no, you'd have been the first. That would have been a first. We never had a guest say no. I like coming in first place. Well, you know, well, first should be last. Be last. <laughs> I will pray us out of here before I say before I want to say this one last thing. I think the greatest testimony of God that I have, and I believe I already told you this, Jacob, is I was married a few years back, and he told me the entire six years together that we were together that he was a Christian. I believe in God. I believe in God. I don't have to read that. I already read the Bible once, Alyssa. Do I have to keep reading it? And yes, because it's different all the time. You have different receiving seasons. For oh, sure. my gosh. It's the, the, the word of God is living and active. Yes. And it's like that is your weapon against the devil is the spoken word, the promises, because it's definitive. It's set in stone. Yeah. But there was one day our kitten got out and I was so mad. And you put you are who you put yourself around. And because of him, I stopped going to church. I stopped praying. I stopped worshiping. I stopped hanging out with my Christian friends. And my cat mm. got out. And one day I was just like yelling at God. I was like, I know you know where she is. Bring her home. And he straight up said, it's really frustrating when you want your child to come home, but they won't, huh? And I was like, ooh, mm. ooh, ooh. <laughs> that was good. He loves us so much. He yes. loves us so much. And then a week later, um, I was so upset again. And I remember going out into my backyard and praying and crying, God, whatever is keeping me from you, remove it. I can't do this anymore. Remove it. The very next day, uh, my husband walked out of our back door and I haven't seen him since. He didn't take his clothes. He didn't take a phone charger. He just left, went to his mom's, never came back. The day after that, I got fired from my job. And then the very oh following day, I got evicted out of my house. Boom, boom, oh my boom. my gosh. Boom. I was just like, I felt like my life was in shambles. But this man had picked me up and moved me miles away from my hometown where I didn't know anybody. He moved me to his territory. And so he walked out mm. and then I lost my job. Then I got evicted and God picked me up and put me inside the home of the strongest Christians that I know. And my faith has just skyrocketed since. Amen. That's, awesome. That is my biggest, most awesome testimony. God that is hears awesome. us. He hears us. That's so awesome. Yeah. Since this, this is video, right? That's on yeah. video too. Yeah. I, I have a, a weird habit of asking people about their tattoos sure. and because it's video, <laughs> what do you like? I can't totally see them. And like, when did you get them? I have 13. <laughs> okay. Um, I have this one. This one's one of my favorites. I have this right here. I don't know if you can see it. John three 30. He must become greater and I must become less. That's pretty cool. Love it. On my finger. <laughs> i have tattoos in each of my ears and then my biggest favorite one is right here proverbs 4 23 above all else guard your heart because everything that you do comes from it and i think a lot mm. of people think that that means like oh just guard your heart people hurt you sure sure but um mainly i believe with all my heart what you put in if you have a box and you put crappy things in, you're not going to pull out glorious things. You're going to pull back out those crappy things. So what you put right. in is what comes out. Guard your heart. I only listen to worship music. I don't watch horror movies. I don't watch, I don't even watch the news anymore because it's so just stricken with ugliness. So just mm -hmm. be careful what you're putting into your heart because that's what's going to come out. Above all else, guard your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And, and uh, something you reminded me of is, how real some of these scary movies are just for, I don't know why I need to say this, but this is for somebody. They are sometimes completely accurate and seem to be fake, but it is so real because I've seen people levitate and slam against the ground and do crazy things that you're like, hmm, that's weird. And then when somebody changes their voice, <laughs> it's... It's something horror movies, I believe with all my heart that opens doorways. I believe that when you watch horror movies in your home, you are welcoming entities of that type into your home. I believe that with all my heart. Yeah. That's why and, we, that's why you can't sleep when it's over. You're looking around, you're freaked out by everything because those spirits are now drawn to you because they think, Oh, she likes it. I said, let's go. Yeah. And that's, that's why I always say to pray over your house, uh, pray over even your hotel room, wherever you're at, that you're staying, just pray over yeah. it. 
uh, bind it with blood of Jesus and just make sure you're praying over that stuff. But Alyssa, go ahead and pray us out of the podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Father God, we first come to you today to thank you. We thank you for the many blessings, the new friends that we make on a daily basis, the family that you've given us, the derive and just the power from your love and your grace and your mercy. Father God, I ask that you guide my friends here in their steps and in their journey towards Christ. I ask that you give them the discernment to know your voice, to know your word, to see your hand working in their lives. I speak protection over your people. I speak love and honor over your people, Father God. And if there's anyone in in our lives that you think needs our love, put them directly in our paths so that we can speak life and love and wisdom directly to their hearts, Father God. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your ever-extending mercy. It is in our Holy Father's name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.